Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two long-distance best friends recap the plot of romance novels while joking, swooning, and loving the genre. Before we get started, let's do a Patreon shout-out. Jenny W., you are the love child of Eutychia, goddess of happiness, and Elpis, goddess of hope. From Eutychia, you get your positive outlook, sunny disposition, and practice of random acts of kindness. Whether it's big, like volunteering, or small, like introducing us to the reading sexy mudflap girl, you're always there to lift others up. Now, the Greeks weren't super into hope. They more saw it as an extension to human suffering. And there's honestly something sort of beautiful about that. So from Elpis, goddess of hope, you get your healthy coping mechanisms and ability to take on big challenges. Life hasn't been all roses and sunshine for you, but you push through the trials and pain and come out stronger on the other side, because a big part of hope is belief or faith in yourself. If you love what we do, please take the time to give us a five-star rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And if you want to recommend a book to us at the same time, we'll add it to our list. If you love what we do so much that you want us in your ear holes even more, or you just want to support our efforts, head over to patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast to get tons of bonus content and some gifts. And now let's get into the conclusion of the Mark of the Midnight Manzanilla by Lauren Willig. Ooh. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. 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 Hi. No, you have Aaron. the wrong. You have Hi, the wrong tone. Aaron. The wrong. The wrong tone. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Melody. Right. Yeah, okay. All right. Now okay, we're got fine it. now. Okay, cool, okay. cool, cool. Welcome to a very spooky and mysterious <laughs> episode that's probably going to come out after Halloween. It is the week after, after Halloween. Halloween. The spookiest of times. You've just <laughs> let your guard down. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have some things to talk about. Oh, Erin, tell me everything. I have some things to talk about about this book, and then I also have some generalized banter. I should probably... Let's start with the generalized banter. banter. Yes. Last week, I told you guys about how I was having a party called an autumnal party for basic ladies who love fall at my home. (laughs) Bonfires, s'mores, hats, gloves, scarves, pumpkin desserts, Uh chili, cornbread. Ugh. Those are all the things I can think of. Incredible. While at the autumnal party for ladies who love fall, I should say, I had some coworkers over and they like spent the night at my house and they were certain that my house was haunted as they spent the night in my basement. There was a noise coming, I believe, from my refrigerator downstairs that was kind of like a wailing noise that they thought was some kind of a disembodied uh, crying child. Wow. It is not, I can tell you I've heard this noise in my basement before. It is not the, a noise that should come from a refrigerator, but I believe that is where the noise is coming from because, like, refrigerators should not sound like, Ooh, 
like it's very like like yeah sorry yeah that was whaley but just (laughs) it's a whale but not a whale you know somewhere in there yes anyway so they've been teasing me about how i have a haunted house ever since they draw ghosts on the whiteboard in my office a lot of things like that oh i love your coworkers. we're here at my party and the fan just starts turning on and off (laughs) in my house you're haunted on max off on off then the wailing noise starts going and they're like that's it that's the wailing noise from the downstairs (laughs) fridge but we're upstairs oh no so i was like okay so then goat's doing the thing where she like bites people it's just like a little cute habit she has where she like bites people don't worry about it it's fine no it's adorable it's fine it's good yeah (laughs) it's fine so she bit some people um and so i put her in a kennel downstairs Uh uh-huh two seconds later she comes running upstairs from her kennel her yeah. closed kennel or locked I locked kennel? it. Yeah, I was sure of it. I was sure I locked her kennel. So then I was like, that's weird, but like, Aaron. I'll keep her out until she bites somebody else, I guess. <laughs> then today, before starting the podcast, she didn't bite anyone else. She learned her lesson. Before starting the podcast, I put her in her kennel again so they don't bark like right yeah. outside the door, how they uh-huh. sometimes do. Right, right, right. She, I'm and familiar. I took special attention to lock this thing oh <gasps> and, and the ghost got, let she's out. goat out mm-hmm. goat made bffs with your fucking ghost and she's getting special privileges why do you think the ghost hates rooster i mean <laughs> because rooster's <laughs> still down in the kennel like what the fuck rooster sucks up to no one i will say rooster likes being in her kennel though she's just oh, like okay. yeah make, that that's fine this is this is a good day for me <laughs> um, goat hates it so i don't know so man what a spooky maybe, ghost story you guys wait, to go with a spooky book what maybe goat is trading favoraro sexuales with maybe the, uh, ghost. <laughs> great spanish <laughs> maybe goat has been dead this whole time <gasps> oh, and it's no! really goats <laughs> oh, no. her name is really Oh my god! Get her a little ghost costume. For I think so because we're in the past, yeah. you guys. It hasn't occurred yet here. It's true. So that's my ghost story. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Secondly, I want yeah. to talk a little bit about our girl Lauren Willig, the author mm-hmm. of *The Mark of the Midnight Manzanilla*. Yeah, because we've taken a little umbrage with the fact that there is no sexual relations in this book well i have you've been very polite about it (laughs) (laughs) but so i um wanted to share a few more details about the first book which i didn't finish but i just i wanted to know more about the pink carnation thing and stuff so i went on goodreads Mm -hmm. to see if i could find some spoilerly reviews of the pink carnation that would help give away more stuff about all these spies and stuff Uh uh-huh the Goodreads reviews of The Pink Carnation are so fucking mean. <gasps> Why? It is like it is like girl on girl time crime times a thousand. This oh, is no. what happened with this series, which is wildly popular. So I mean, it's not like you know, the, no one read these or something. But well, because they're fucking good. Yeah, they're this, incredible. This book is so good. It seems from the Goodreads reviews, and I could be very wrong, but this is just what I'm picking up from what they're putting down. Okay, well, I'm a little alarmed. This thing was marketed as a historical romance. Or no, I'm okay. sorry. This thing was marketed as a historical fiction, not a romance. And oh. it was sold 
via like Christian magazines. Oh. So a lot of people who are reviewing on Goodreads are like, this is bullshit. I picked up this historical fiction book and all it is is silly bullshit about feelings and like la 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 like oh, just get putting out of modern here. characters and corsets and having crack jokes is not a historical fiction and oh, this girl knows you. nothing about history and like all that kind of stuff. There was one review that said I read this book because this author was going to be featured with other historical fiction authors at this convention that I went to for historical mm-hmm. fiction and then I realized that this was a silly stupid book that's like just written for you know like basically just lady stuff Uh. and and she's like and then i met the author and then i realized uh girly book girly author should have known what i'm like you bitch so i think i i just i want to be a little nicer (laughs) because i think she's taken it from two ends unfortunately oh this This thing thing was probably marketed as historical fiction or as some kind of like in a christian magazine and those people on Goodreads were super pissed off that there was R-rated, you know, oh making God. out there and was like a, kiss? a boob touch Jesus. or like they're thinking about various, you know, sexual things. You know, they have these little sexual fantasies about each other. Those oh people God. are enraged. And then the romance readers are enraged that there's no on-the-page sex. And so she's stuck in the middle in a way that she's like oh, getting I feel bad, bad reviews now. from both sides. And now this thing only has like three stars or something on Goodreads, oh, which is that's bullshit not okay. because it's such a good book. So I just want to say, this is a really good book. It's a great book. <laughs> and I don't want to be one of, I don't want to be the people that are coming from the romance side being mean to it because oh there's no gosh. sex, you know, because we're coming we... on the other side. I wish we could go back and redo the first episode. God damn it. I know. God damn it. So, okay, listen. I just want to say Here's that, the Lauren thing. Willig, you're so talented and good. And I have a new, I have a new theory. Learning and it was all sexy of that. too. Sexy. God, book. it was so sexy. That's why I was mad. Yeah, everything it, about yeah, it was the so good. The reason why we're mad is that it was sexy. So I have, I have a new theory. Do you want to hear it, Erin? I just yes. came up with it on the fly. Yes. Because she writes these kisses so well, and she mm-hmm. writes the, I don't know, like the the sexy times in each of their minds. Yeah, so they have well. these fleeting sexual fantasies about each yes. other. They really don't go in explicit places, but are just no. like. But they're in there. Oh, yeah. And and so my theory is that this manuscript started with sex scenes. And her editors were like, if you want to sell in this genre, which is what we want to sell it in, you have to take these sex scenes out. I feel like maybe it went one way or the other. But I think that it's more likely it went the way you're saying because of how talented she is at writing. She's so good. Jesus. wow well now i feel like a dick well don't feel like a dick i just wanted to make it clear because you like books with sex scenes there's nothing wrong with that so do i i do but i just i want to make clear how much we really liked it and found it to be very sexy that's all yes all right so those ladies were like basically calling her a slut i just felt it was feeling very slut shamey and personal go fuck yourself Lauren, if you're listening to this, and I don't know why you would be, but if you're listening to this, do not go read those reviews. You're a goddess. You're really, don't really good at what you do. Yeah. We're sorry we mentioned them. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. So there has just been a murder, you guys. And Sally has just uh, told the dude to fuck off over a a railing. With some of the dumbest fang marks anyone has ever put on a corpse. Ruched on fang marks, just Ugh. like like we said before. Go the if extra gonna, mile and if do you're a gonna puncture. Do it, do it right. Do a That's puncture. Right. Gosh. So 
Sally told him the day before that he needs to come to her house the next day so they can, like, strategize and chat and stuff. So he's like, ugh, I really don't want to do this. I don't really know what I'm even walking into. Blurg, blurg, blurg. So he comes at, like, 2 p.m., which is crazy Mm. late in the day for callers, I guess. And (laughs) when he walks in, he gets shown into this sitting room, and he notices that Sally is in an adjoining room with the worthless magistrate. Sir yes. Matthew Edgerton or whatever. And we his should name say is. also that Lucian has started to think like what's Sally Fitzhugh's role yeah. in this whole thing? Why was she just like by happenstance in my garden the other night? Why what's was her she angle? just and he never actually finds that out in the whole book. He never even like asks. Anyway, why was she on the balcony or right. whatever? Why did you know and he's kinda yeah. like feeling like maybe she's uh I guess not the murderer, but like something. Like no, but he's in, just in, he's in just league befuddled with the or something. Yeah, yeah. Especially since and then and then so then he, when he walks in, he's like, I don't understand because she is she's playing up like the debutante damsel in distress, mm-hmm. you know, persona, and she's like, oh, I don't know what happened, and he must have had a hair lip and a hunchback, and he, oh, he was so scary, the murderer, and I was all alone. She says, and so. Lucian's like, what the fuck, man? She's like lying to the authorities and stuff. What's going on? Mm-hmm. So the magistrate fucks off and he gets shown into the sitting room and she's like, oh, nice of you to finally show up, you fuckface. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's sure. <laughs> that, that Don't call me names. That None of that happened. <laughs> that, okay. that didn't happen. So you didn't say that. <laughs> so then he meets the sister-in-law. Doesn't matter. The sister-in-law leaves the room because there's a baby covered in jam oh, that is the baby making a is ruckus. Named jam, raspberry, parsnip. rasp parsnip. apple. I can't. <laughs> I know. Cran apple, the baby. I can't. <laughs> Pumpkin spice, the baby. Did we okay. talk about turnip in the last episode? We did, yeah. Okay. We must have. We had to have. Okay, good. Yeah, because... I think we went off on a tangent about it because that's not a fucking name. It's not a name and it's not cute. And, like, don't keep that nickname. Being Just like, named Turnip is not a personality, okay? <laughs> All right, Turnip, Reginald. Yeah, you're basic. Re- Re- Reginald. Basic turnip. I don't know what you're And your daughter, Cranapple. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mark of the Midnight Cranapple. <laughs> so they talk about all sorts of things. There's good banter. And he's like, hey, P.S., since I've met you, I've been called a vampire and, like, come upon a murder so like what's you want to comment on that and then she understandably takes a little bit of umbrage with that yeah she's like what in the world are you talking about you ungrateful i didn't want to find a dead bitch on a bench i'm I'm putting my reputation on the line for you right now yeah and you think that was fun for me yeah my first dead body ever and then he is put right in his place takes several seats and then he's like Miss Fitzhugh, Lucian was beginning to learn, was a debutante with a difference. It was like picking up a bunch of daisies to discover that they were, in fact, a rather rare sort of orchid. (laughs) Air and botany is everywhere. Mist and steam. Okay. (laughs) The the botany. (laughs) The tiny top hats. (laughs) That's right. Okay. So then he comes out and tells her about the mom being a spy theory. And she's like, Gah, these spies just coming out of fucking spies everywhere. Are always everywhere. They're, they're like just, a plague. They're like locusts. Geez. Yeah, they're like moths. How dare uh-huh. they? Moths, that's what it was. 
Um, then he also tells her that the corpse was holding manzanilla flowers, not daisy flowers. And she comes to realize, um, because of a turn of phrase, he says that she she knows who the murdered woman was. She just saw her in a production of Ophelia. So she's like, to the theater. And he's like, I have a, a phaeton for that and stuff. So, so she says <laughs> that she's going to go buy ribbons. They're always buying ribbons. God, or bonnets or like trim or something. I, I, but mostly ribbons, it seems I like. I know. Anyway. I know. She says she's going to go buy ribbons and really they go to the theater. The theater! theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he drives her in the phaeton. Phaeton. I don't listen. I don't know. And Phaeton. she notices that she amuses Farton. him. Farton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm she notices that she amuses him quite a bit. And she rather likes that rather mm-hmm. a lot. So they show up at this theater and bum, 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 you guys. Who do you think is the director of the theater? It's his old tutor. It's Sherry, his old tutor, Sherry. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but he's changed his name and he looks different now. But it is. Well, he him. looks older. Oh, my yeah. God. And Lucian is so mean to him. And he's. Well, he is betrayed, Aaron. He, but listen. Just betrayed. Sherry. I mean, yes. Lucian yes. is like, oh, Sherry, you. After my parents died, you just like ran off and didn't say mm-hmm. goodbye to anybody. Hey, yo, Lucian, maybe after your maybe parents people died, told him to get the hell out. Yeah, that's one thing. But also, like, you did the same shit to your sister and everybody oh, in your yeah. life. Maybe think about that, Lucian. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. he's not I very self reflective in that moment. You are and how mean you were to that <laughs> mm-hmm. tutor. <laughs> I love a mean <laughs> one. But, <laughs> <you> do. <laughs> but he was so mean. And. And also, he thinks at this point that maybe this guy killed his parents. Yeah, because remember, Uncle Henry put in his ear that Sherry was part of a bunch of like fringe political groups. And he thinks that there's a possibility that Sherry was his mom's contact. At the time, there was this awful rumor going around that Sherry and his mom were banging it out on a daily or hourly basis. And like that sucked for Lucian to learn. And now, now he walks in and there's another dead bitch who looked just like his mom covered mm-hmm. in manzanilla flowers. Like, yeah. what is he supposed to think? But also well, he was And very that dead bitch happens to be one of the actresses his in his play, which is yeah. like, you know, very, yeah. The problems. And then So anyway, Sally, Sherry takes it on the chin and he, she's like, he's like, I, I, listen, none of that happened. I was in love with your mom, but like nothing ever came of it because it was a schoolboy's fantasy like she was just lovely and and she didn't look at me at all because she was in love with your dad and you know everything was just as it should be in that household (sighs) and sally's like i like this director writer guy this is great also there's a great momentary side character for the lady who's filling in for the actress because the actress quit Mm -hmm. yes and the actress quit and was like i'm moving on to bigger and better things laters and so now this new girl, she always pays, plays their saucy, like, serving wenches or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe my favorite line of the book. And I think that this, I know it says a lot about me as a person. But yep. Sherry goes, it's left us in, in quite a disarray. And then she from the stage pipes up with, oi, there's nothing wrong with my ray. 
<laughs> so I definitely good. saw the oi and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. He like outright accuses him. Yeah. Sally's very like, whoa, like if you could kind of coordinate with me ahead yeah. of time about like what's going on, like I feel like we're not on the right page right now. And like, <laughs> I love Sally. She's such a delight. She um, is. And she really likes Sherry. So she keeps trying to like salvage the conversation. And uh-huh. one of my favorite parts of the book is when Sally's <laughs> like, I really loved your version of Hamlet. Yeah. Um, which ended happily with an HEA <laughs> and no one died and there was a yep. wedding. And she's like, I hate it when plays die or plays go and like all the, everybody's dead at the end. And that sucks. And it, yeah. it makes for terrible stage direction, too, because there's so many bodies on the stage. It's just <laughs> yeah. so funny. So good. Anyway. So then she does a shiver for some reason. I think everybody can see their nipples are super hard. And so the Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's also Melody fanfic. That doesn't Yeah, happen. that has nothing she, to do with this book. It, she does like shiver, though. I will say yes. she does shiver. And so he goes to put on his cloak around her and like yes. she can feel his hand against her Love hand. But it's like her, the, but the, the heat, heat the through glove. the glove. And he like ties it uh-huh. underneath her chin. And oh. then she puts she rests her hand in like a comforting motion over his hand. And then he like stills because he feels very comforted and he's probably also very hard. Mm-hmm. And then no, uh, Sherry's like, <laughs> and then Sherry's like, <clears throat> yeah, it is very, very cool in here. And they break apart and they're like, oh, gosh. <sighs> so Sherry's like, hey, the, the actress was supposed to come and pick up all her shit today, but she hasn't shown up. So On account like, of being dead. Probs. Yep. Yes, that's probably why. Uh, <laughs> and so they're like, we're going to go rifle through her dressing room. And he's like, yeah, I guess that checks out. Totally cool. All right, Lucian, do you need anything else? My door's always open. I really want to be BFFs. I loved I you really when you were like, a kid. And I, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna continue loving you for the rest of my days in like an <laughs> older brother, you know, way. Uh-huh. And Lucian's like, we can see ourselves out. <laughs> Fuck off, Sherry. <laughs> I hated it. But I kind of loved it, but I hated it. I know. You love the so- prickly ones. Oh, I love it. Um, so everyone in the theater like leaves and leaves them alone in the theater. They go to the back the dressing, dressing room, room and then the they start rifling. I just love it. The oh. chapter ends with them finding this secret box that they don't know how to open. And then the mm-hmm. first sentence in the next chapter is Sally being like, oh, I have a box just like this. And just like yep. pops it right open. <laughs> She's the best. The end of the last one is like Lucian being like, what a curious box. However, <laughs> will we open it? And what secrets lie inside her being like honk, honk. it's open but anyway it's this okay so they find um so he's like there's nothing that supports sherry's narrative and she's like except for flourishes them these letters and uh, and then she looks down at them and she's like good lord do people actually do these things and he snatches them out of her hands to protect her her innocent womanliness. Yes. And because uh, they're about fucking you guys. And then he like reads them like high up where she can't <laughs> yeah. see them. And she's like, you're holding them too high. I can't read. Them. <laughs> and he's like, I'm saving you your blushes or something like that. And she's like, him, I am in my second season. So. Yeah, I know so many things. <laughs> I am not so innocent. And he thinks that she really is innocent. But then he's like thinking about ways oh wait i've got it not very innocent oh good i'm so glad you have I've it got it <laughs> don't worry so it says 
She tilted her head up at Lucian, as if to say, so there. She looked delightfully smug, her blue eyes bright with satisfaction, her very pose an unspoken challenge. In fact, she looked like a woman waiting to be kissed. And if she weren't the innocent she claimed not to be, which she was, Lucian reminded himself, however many seasons she might have had, he wouldn't have the least bit of compunction about taking her up on that offer. All it would take was one step, one step forward, and then he could slide his hand beneath that artfully arranged hair, beneath that single curl that bobbed and bounced and drew the eye to the sleek line of her neck, rising above the demure braid collar of her walking dress. He would drop to one knee in front of that silly little stool and kiss the smile from the corners of her eyes. He would kiss the tender spot at the side of her neck and the pulse in the hollow of her wrist where her glove parted from her sleeve. And then, when desire replaced surprise, when her breath quickened and her eyelids flickered, he would draw her down towards him and kiss those ripe red lips kiss them until the papers fluttered unheeded to the floor around them, kiss them until neither of them remembered why they were there or anything but that they were. Oh, Lauren. you guys! Lauren! <laughs> Lauren! I love the part where he said that he kissed the little gee. spot between her glove and I her know. sleeve, the tender skin on the inside of her wrist. Do you oh remember in that Sarah McLean book when of course I remember ran that. his teeth along the inside I of that I cannot even... God, okay. uh, Jesus. That's when I realized that wrists were like erogenous zones. I hadn't, oh, like, yeah. oh, God. I mean, I like, I know intellectually, but like, always have been always all the way back to England been. times. Wrists, <laughs> wrists, they were especially erogenous zones then. Wrists and ankles, bitches. Woo, all Woo. right, hot stuff. So, do, after that, <laughs> he's like, he can't keep the thread of what they're talking about. Or what he should be doing. He's just like, letters? What? Oh, God, these letters. Oh, right, right, right. We're supposed to be yeah, right, finding the, out the letters, this murder. The, my my parents' murder. I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> That's so true. That corpse we saw last night. Yeah, so they're like, she definitely had a protector. And then they go to leave the theater. And things are going bump and swish and weirdness and creak. Mm-hmm. There's like mm-hmm. creaks in the theater that they don't really understand. He can't quite make his way out to the front. He can't find his way through like the, the back alleyways of the theater or whatever. Yeah. So they end up going out this side door and then they can't find the Phaeton is how they pronounced it. Farton. The, the Farton. Yes. So they're trying to find the Farton and um, there's like a mist that has descended of at like course, four o'clock. Because it's Sherlock Holmes Sherlock Holmes time. And, and also the her mist skirts caught murder. on a thing in the the thing and made a noise oh, that yeah. was scary. That Scratch. makes me think it's one of those big Sherlock Holmes time sorts of skirts. Oh nope, it's mm-hmm. not. But it might be. <laughs> so, <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> so they are like trying to find their way to the Farton. And they, she's like, who's there? What's this happening? And she says that she sees a guy. And he pulls her up against him because he's not about to let her step out into the oh, mist and be right. lost forever. I forgot about Oh, oh yeah. And so she's like pressed up against his chest. Guys, this is such a sexy oh. dupe. Who dangy. Pause right now. Go read yeah. this book if you didn't. Just yeah. do, We don't care if you listen to our podcast. Read the book. 
Let's night care. Downloaded it. Come back. We've already come back. their downloads. We've already got <laughs> no, them. You've already been counted, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's doing a protect and an embrace. And oh. then they make it to the farting together. And all of a sudden, he's it. like, oh, dun, dun, dun. There's a note with a leaf. And it's covered in manzanilla branches and flowers yeah, and, and leaves. And, and those are poisonous if you touch them. Forever right? poisonous. Yeah, yeah, they'll give you rashes. And so she and reaches for it and he's like, no, fuck, no. Don't do it. it. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah it's not Slow motion running toward that. the phaeton. Yeah. And he pushes her out of the way. And then he grabs the note and it's... I honestly <laughs> don't think it's even kind of this traumatic. I think <laughs> she kind of reaches for it and then he's like, don't touch that. Yeah. But I like your version where he pushes her into the mud and it's just like, no! <laughs> Listen, Aaron, I know romance, okay? So, <laughs> he reads the note and it says, it says, step off it, bro, or I kill the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not it's, at all. It's, oh, no. It says, uh, stay away or she'll be next. Yeah, that's, that's much classier. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm in a weird mood, too. All right. And now we're back with our old friends. Oh. Eloise? Question <laughs> Colin. Oh, no. You know what? So, I'm going to look it up right now while you don't talk oh, about them. God. So listen, the only thing that happens in this chapter is that we find out that although her, I don't know, dissertation chair approved the topic, he fucking hates it. That's it. And he's like, this is bullshit. You shouldn't have done it in the first place. I don't know why I approved it. I just wasted three years of your life. This sucks. And one chapter of Melody and Aaron's time. Yes, thank you very much. You can skip all of the Eloise and Colin. Listen, (sighs) last week when we recorded, I hadn't read all the way till the end of the book. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, no. But listen, that doesn't start until 2020. And um, I thought maybe some shit was going to happen with them. Literally nothing happened. And then it did not. I thought something was good. This was going to pay off in any kind of way. And no, it did not. Okay. So, wow, Aaron. Shoom, shoom, yes, shoom, Melody. Shoom, 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 shoom. That's my time travel noise that I just came up with. <laughs> it's very shoom, mechanical. Clickety clack. Shoom, shoom, shoom. Clickety clack. We're back in 1806, yeah. where we wanted to be the whole time. So, yep. they get caught when he brings her home. Everybody, literally everybody is in the entryway being like, we've been patrolling the streets trying to find you and stuff. And Turnip's like, it was more of a ramble. What? And it whatever. Was, uh, turnip. Turnip. Get your shit together. Yeah. Pick a side, Turnip. So, they tell every. Oh, also, there's a woman... Fully in purple, including a turban. Aaron, you yes. want to know one of the great tragedies of my life? I, do you want to hear I'm it? I'm scared that it has something to do with <laughs> turbans, and I don't really want to know. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to rock a 1920s turban. It's never going to happen. It's so sad. Is that something you needed? <laughs> no, but every time I see one on the big screen, I'm like, huh. And then I realize, How like... How often do you see a 1920s <laughs> turban on the big screen? I have... Quite so many more questions than we have time for. <laughs> You're right. Moving on. So that is Lady Gwendolyn Reed. And <laughs> she is the writer of the Count of Oh No, the Claude of Sanguinis, 
book writing. What ha! is the book called, Erin? I don't know. It's a vampire's <laughs> oh, book. No. Hey, but not a sexy one. No. Her name is Eloise. There we Boom. go. Intellectualism right. in 20 fucking 19, everyone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just a little, that's a little taste so, of our intellectualism right here yeah. in 2019. <laughs> oh. Okay. So they tell them about the spy plot. And Lizzie and Mrs. Reed are both like, well, you should have come to us sooner. How come you didn't loop us in on the spies? And to Lizzie, her pal, what's our what's our girl's name? It's not Eloise. I'll tell you that much. Mrs. Fitzhugh. Ms. Fitzhugh. Sally? Sally, thank you. Yeah, oh, that was hard. okay. I'm like, Agnes? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, no. Okay. Sally's like, you had your own spies back in boarding school. This is my spy. Yeah. And... Mrs. Gwendafred Reed is like, yeah, I am the spy master here, and I'm so glad because we're going to make a plan. Then the butler comes in with a vibrating package that has holes in it, and everybody freaks out thinking it's a steampunk bomb, but it's not. Mrs. Gwendafred <laughs> hits it with her parasol, it, it takes a tumble, and then... A weasel comes out, you guys. It's a stone. It is it's a stone. very own ferret. Oh, I hope its name is Trevor. It's not. Okay. So. Can I? I think we're yeah. glossing over Mrs. Reed in a way that, like, I don't want to. And I just want to read a quick passage. Oh, sure. Mrs. Gwendoford is the best. how ridiculous she is. Okay. She's the best. The woman in purple wafted something aside. I don't remember. Oh, somebody said everything was a little strange. The woman in purple wafted that aside. You did right to summon me, she said grandly. <laughs> Lucian looked at her in confusion. But we didn't summon you. <laughs> well, then you ought to have, retorted the woman in purple. Fortunately, fate reminded your over re remedied your oversight for me. And then uh, she says she was the author of the Convent of Orsino. That's the name of the book. That's the one. Lucian said, God. you wrote that book? Mrs. Reed looked down her nose at him. This is no time for autographs, young man. An no autograph. time for autographs. Ooh. Lucian wanted an apology. <laughs> anyway, so good. cut that out. I can't read words into speaking. So you should oh, no. It. Mrs. Gwendafred is staying. Okay. Oh, God, no. Okay, so then she's like, great, this is perfect. We're all going to go to Hullingdon. And the way that we're going to get an invite is that you two are going to be betrothed and I'm going to be her escort. Done and done and done. Good Reed. to go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this great little consent moment, which I thought was oh, outstanding. Was I forget, lovely. was it Turnip that was like, you can't just make this guy be betrothed to her without his yeah. consent. And she's like, what of my consent? Yeah. Just because I'm a woman, I should just be happy to be engaged to this dude. It's mm -hmm. great. Anyway, we have a fake engagement. But it's handled very cute and very well. I'm sorry. I'm slowing down the podcast, but it was no, very it's, cute. I love it. It's great. And, and I will say that at the end of that, he says that he thinks he like he thinks to himself, he thinks he likes the idea of like her going with him and ex and like being able to immerse himself in his in his home estate. And it's also where his parents died, where he found their bodies, we find out mm -hmm. later. And he's really excited to have her by his side. And then he thinks to himself, he asks her if she minds pre pretending to be betrothed to him. And he thinks to himself, I really mm -hmm. care about her answer. You guys! Uh -huh. yeah, it's very cute. Fucking Thank soon. you for letting me go back to that. Okay. So You're now welcome. they're going to go to his castle. That's the whole no. point. Wait, I'm what sorry. I have happening? to slow us down for something else because we have a little epistolary moment where yeah, that's we what get I was snippets. There. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just the plan. They're going to go to his castle. But now we've got letters. Yeah. Go for it. Go, Mel. Okay. 
So we've got a few different snippets of like bitches being bitches yeah, it's about like, I can't believe that this nonsense is happening. And then Aunt Winifred is like, and I'm going to have to be put so out and rap, 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 he's the worst. But then we get little snippets of them writing letters to each other via footman. Yes. And they are doing a flirt and they are yes. doing a cute. And they call it a flirt. Well, yeah. So then They're like, if they you just want to flirt with a letter. Me, Maybe don't no, bother the no. guy that... What? No, what? no, what? no, no, no. Sorry. Gosh. Gwendolyn steps in. Oh, Mrs. Was... Reed. Oh. And she's like... She. I hope her, her name is not Gwendolyn. No, it's not even close. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Listen, whatever. We have, we have months for that. Two of them. <laughs> so... She steps in and she's like, hey, you guys can flirt when we get to the castle. Stop tiring the footman. I've got to oh. write letters to the spy ring, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. I thought that was one of them that said that. It's hard when it's an aud- I was listening to it. And so it's yeah, hard totally. when it's audible. To see. Mm-hmm. But I will say that yeah. one of the flirts that they do is him yeah. writing her a one-line letter that just says, uh-huh. will you be bringing your weasel? Um, and the way that the audible actress reads that line in his voice she does the best man voice for this duke it's so good and the inflection with which she says will you be bringing your weasel your weasel um is what it made me chortle which is Uh like not something that usually happens when listening to an england times audio correct so congratulations ma'am yes all right okay so good Go to Hollingdon. Town. And she does bring her weasel. And she <laughs> brings her fucking weasel. Mrs. What's her name? The and lady? also, they two times they yes. remind us that Lady Reed of Gwendafred brought a whole a whole parcel of billiard balls. Yes. And and both times we were reminded of it, it said, but you shouldn't question Mrs. Gwendafred. I because honestly jump okay. down your throat. It's pretty clear that she's a character in all of these books. There oh, are yeah, it's a callback. Things- Yes. About sitting on spies, about how much Sally hates yes. chickens, about billiard balls, about all kinds of silly nonsense um, that these Which, historical fiction assholes hated that yeah, I'm sure are they? hilarious and wonderful. But yeah. yeah, I'm sure that the billiard balls has something to do with her like murdering people with billiard balls in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so when they arrive, the Aunt Winifred is a huge, huge B word about her stoat. Lady yes. Mistledown. That's not right. No, but Lady, it does have what's a name. its name? Yeah. It does. Yeah. Lady Lucia. That's not right either. No. Nope. Okay. But you guys, it's um, a but meanwhile, up the butler loves the stoat. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the butler knows a lot about stoats. Yeah. Also, like on the way to the castle, she yeah. tells him to call her Sally because now they're betrothed, which he uh-huh. really likes. And, and then he also, responds. He, yeah, and he says that he she can call him Lucian, which Woo! she also really likes. And then a lot of times she'll refer to him as my Duke. Oh, golly. Duke. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so he decides to take her, like, for a walk about the grounds to show her the place and the, the stained glass and the parapets and the grounds and the creeks and the ponds and all the things that come with Hollingdon and they look up at this thing called the folly which is like I guess a temple on a hill but it had been retrofitted to like entertain so that's where his parents a lot of times would take refreshment 
And that is also where he was killed. So he tells her about this. And she is very much like, don't be stoic. Like, go and Mm -hmm. beat up a tree. Like, yell and scream. (laughs) Do whatever you want. And he says something like, I have no interest in assaulting foliage. I'm quite all right. Uh, Uh, And and it's really sweet. I just have to say that there are so many. I was just looking for one in my Kindle, but it's just going to be another repeat of, like, what you already read. There are so many great little, like, descriptions. Like, when he kisses her hand when she comes out of the carriage and the brush of his lips against her glove. And, like, all of these, like, little things of, like, small glances and... Just know that we're skipping over a lot of like really good solid romance that was like. Well, yeah. And there's a lot of moments in which he's showing her the grounds and it Mm -hmm. says it says Sally was not looking at that. She was looking at the Duke Mm -hmm. and like humming in very meaningful ways. We're also getting all of their inner monologue because it keeps switching points of view within the same scene. Mm -hmm. And both of them are like having to remind themselves that this is a fake betrothal because each of them are liking the idea more and more. And let's be clear, methinks they did protest too much because they liked it a lot to begin with. What, Erin? We just got a text from Sarah (laughs) McLean. Oh, God. What? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, I kind of don't even know what to do with that information. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, the other everyone. thing about them having their conversation when they're walking around the grounds is he will say something about he's explaining his history and like how how he left and went to the West Indies to go find his his mother's family because he wanted yeah. to solve their murder and all these different things that he did. And he's believing I don't know how to say it. He's describing it in one way and she is reacting in the way that she can see through what he's saying. Like he's saying, when I was 15, I stowed away on a boat and took off for the West Indies. And she's like, oh, how brave. And she's like, but really she was thinking how very sad and how how lonely. lonely. Yeah. And he says he he didn't really have time to, she's like, you didn't really mourn them. And he's like, no, I didn't. And then he's thinking like of himself as a child in the boarding school, like crying into his pillow at night and hoping none of the other yeah. boys heard. And she's like, I bet he, you know, she knows what he's really saying, even though she's he's not actually all of saying it. it. Yeah. Oh, and it's just beautiful about how much really compassion is. she has for the um, very wounded boy that he was growing up. Yeah. It's very beautiful. Anyway. Yeah, it is. All right, so then they go to dinner. They dress for dinner, and it is a wonderful little scene in which she torments Lady Waterford. No, um, (laughs) on to Winifred. His aunt is a fucking horrible bitch who says all kinds of shit to Sally that's just like, hmm, well, you must not be used to this kind of palatial extravagance. And then Sally is just like meeting her toe-to-toe because she's our kind of bitch, and she's just like, Yeah. yeah, Winifred, where I'm from, it's modern and better. It's better and lit. Awesome. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, you might want to try the lighting like I have in my house. Maybe right. try that. And maybe we should move the dining room over here once I become the duchess of this yeah. motherfucking place. And I'm in That's charge right. of you. It's <laughs> outstanding. It's they so They keep going wonderful. back and forth. It's very good. Yeah. Um, and the aunt tells them that she sent out 200 invites to their betrothal ball and that it's going to be on mm-hmm. All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. And uh, they hope that people don't come out, but they're like, no, these people are definitely going to 
going to come out for a vampire getting married to a mere mortal on All yes. Hallows' Eve. So, fuck. 100%. <laughs> and then after so, dinner, they have this oh. cute little conversation where they're, like, really close. Yeah. And it's, like, it's getting a little sexy. And they're, like, looking yeah. at each other's eyes and stuff. Because he's, like, very turned on by how mean she was to his aunt. Because he Hell hates yes. his aunt. <laughs> and so... He's, she says, I think we should make the, this is so hot, you guys, just trust me on it. I know that the way that I say things is not hot, but just like, trust me that it was. Um, she says, I think we should make this a convincing betrothal by, uh-huh. and then he's like, we're going to fucking make out, like, we're this is going to happen, kiss. and like, you're reading I'm going to get like, a boob grab. And she's like, you should talk to your sister, and like, because she's clearly a sad sister yeah <laughs> it's like, it's yeah so, she's like i could tell your sister was upset at dinner and you should really talk to her and he's like and oh he's god like, oh, talk to okay. a family member that sister. oh geez so he tries to like make that better it's not going to be better it, i think it's set up Mm-mm. for the next book but basically they want hal to marry her they want the cousins to get married their son mm-hmm. and then clarissa lucian's son so, or lucian's cousin and yeah. sister Yes. And she tells Lucian that one of the reasons, like, she's upset with him because he's acting so happy and is so clearly in love with his betrothed. Yeah. And she had a betrothed that was ruined. Her her engagement was ruined by the rumors about him, like, being chained up in the attic because of his madness right. and his vampirism and the gypsy curse and all that stuff. So she, okay. that's one of the reasons. Okay. Yeah. I think so it's then important. They, yeah. So then they, <laughs> they put her in the haunted room of the castle. And yes. it's spooky. And then there are like ghosts and ghoulies that are making noises. And so she goes to investigate. And guess what, Sally. guys? Yeah. They're saying her name over and over. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret passage. Is that what you wanted me to say? There's a secret passage. It's a secret passage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she goes through and then she ends up, you guys, where do you think she ends up? Erin, where does she end up? I don't know. It was like down in Lucian's room. <laughs> oh, Aaron! <laughs> I knew it was a room, and I knew there was a big, big bed in there. But I didn't know if it was like a secret room. I couldn't figure it out. Lucian is sitting there in front of the TV. I thought maybe he <laughs> by was. That, up, I mean, there's not fireplace. a TV. Melody. <laughs> I, I thought they were that, both I mean, maybe lured to the same room. I couldn't figure it out. I knew she... Okay. Listen. No, listen. <laughs> this picture, you guys. <laughs> I just like... <laughs> and where does she end up? Erin. Ta-da! <laughs> she doesn't fucking know. I knew there was a bed in there and a satay, whatever that is. A settee. A settee. It's not... <laughs> When vegetables are in a hot pan, it's something different than that. And it's and it's not when it's meat something is on you a can stick. lay on. And when you imagine somebody laying on it, it's very hot with with their hair a tumbled. Yes. Yeah. Um, I got okay, the listen. gist of it. Listen, Lexi. you guys. Something's happened in his room, including but not limited to banter, including but not limited to her looking really, really sexy when in she a asked blue him about velvet robe. I know yeah. the important things. <laughs> I know that she's hot. I know he's hot. I know there's a bed in there. These are the things that are important about a location. You are correct, madam. Except, I mean, none of them get get used anyway. So. She's looking sexy while asking him about his coat of arms, and it's hard for him to keep track of what they're talking about again. And then they start hearing a low even though, muttering. Even though, what? Even though the robe doesn't show anything, all he can oh, think yeah. about is how just one tug 
would leave her not naked, but with just one dress on. But with a <laughs> times with so a- rough. <laughs> she wouldn't even be naked. She'd just be wearing one dress instead of five. <laughs> but it would be so thin, Aaron. He would be, be able to see one. nip. He'd be able to see a little hint of bush, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. gross. A hint of bush? Melody, that didn't help. Listen. A hint of bush <laughs> for a dress? Oof. <laughs> it's natural and wonderful. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not against bush. I'm just saying a hint of bush through a dress <laughs> is not the sexiest thing. It is when all you've seen is wrist, Aaron. I Come guess. On. Yeah. All right, so they start hearing a low muttering back in the passageway, and it sounds like an incantation. So he gives her a pistol, and he says, try not to shoot me in the back, and they go investigate. And guys, it's Drunk Boy. Spoiler alert, Aaron did it already. It's Drunk Boy. I forgot about the pistol. It's Drunk Cousin Hal, and he's full of gin. Um, and he, I'm sorry, it just happened again. I can't, I can't, <laughs> me too. I cannot keep my cool every time Sarah McLean texts us. I don't, I don't know what to do. What is she saying? What are they about? I don't I can't, know. We can't we read can't them. We can't read them. Until we're done. We can't read them. We just know that she's texting us and oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Okay. All right. So, so, Drunk Hal tells them he spills all the beans. He spills every bean he has. All of his pockets are full of beans, and he spills them. So he is the protector, you guys. This is Melody She's Fanfic. dead. It's very strange. <laughs> um, it's about beans, which is not usually the the way she goes. Um, but Hal is the benefactor of the actress, no, the protector, the protector. Yeah, of the actress who wrote her all the sexy letters that yeah. they found in the place. And she um, was pumping his him dry. But yeah. he, she, um, she was pumping she his was bank accounts dry. She was pumping him, him dry in one way, but yeah. not pumping him at all in another way. That's the one. Yeah. And a lot of empty promises and that kind of thing. And he was writing yeah. out the sexy notes. And then this fuck um, and then is she like, ended up don't dead. tell my... Right. And then this fuck is like, don't tell my dad. Guys, yeah. please don't. Please don't tell my dad. Yeah, hell's no good. Oh, my God. But listen, hell's so... Cl- okay, so he has the motive... To kill this yeah. actress because he was trying to fuck her and she wouldn't. She was like stealing money from him. He has the opportunity and he uh, would be in line for the dukedom, right? Correct? If right. uh, Lucian died, then his uncle would become the duke and then he's the son of the uncle. So yes, there you go. Yes, yes, yes. So good idea to frame Lucian as well. Yeah, they're like, oh no, this guy could be the one behind it. So... She so they put him in his bed. So Lucian takes him into his room, puts drunk Hal in his bed, and he's like, I guess I'm the one who's gonna sleep on the couch. And Sally has been getting more and more frustrated about how his family treats him and about how he allows himself to be treated. And so she's like, Why the fuck are you letting this yeah. badly behaved little boy sleep in the Duke's sled? Murderer. Flash maybe murderer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and you're going to sleep on the couch? What, what kind of world is that fair, you know? Uh-huh. And he's like, it's not that big a deal. And she's like, you shouldn't be alone. And he says, uh-huh. I'm fine. And she uh-huh. goes, no, you're not. Not, it's a, not that it's the least bit surprising, Sally said encouragingly. Because it's hard for him to find out that his cousin would just frame him for something like that. There's very few people yeah. in his family that actually like him. Like, his parents are dead. His aunt hates him. His uncle likes him okay. 
Yeah. And this cousin likes him okay. The sister hates him. It's just like another person that is like totally fine with seeing him, like framing him for murder. Right. So, and he's very And upset. so he sa- she says um, anyone would be distressed to discover his cousin might be a murderer. And then yeah. Lucian's face twisted into a crooked smile. Are you trying to make me feel better by telling me how miserable I am? Mm-hmm. I put that way. It did sound a little absurd. Sally shook her, ha- her hair back behind her shoulders. Well, it worked, didn't it? And then Lucian didn't mean to laugh. It came out as a cross between a hiccup and a snort. Only you, he said, his voice rich with amusement. Only you. (gasps) And then you guys. First kiss. Good. Oh, my God. Can I read the whole kiss? Yes. It's long. David's out of town. I'm here all night. Let's do it. Neato. All right. So (laughs) if Lucian hadn't meant to laugh, he most certainly didn't mean to kiss Sally. It just Mm. happened. She looked so delightfully smug with her lips pursed in that smirk that was so entirely hers and her hair tumbling down around her shoulders that it was just impossible not to kiss her. His fingers of their own volition curled around her cheek, the strands of her hair brushing his wrist, catching on his sleeve, crimson and gold in the firelight. Lucian was still shaking with laughter as his lips touched hers, but not for long. He could feel her brief, startled movement, and then her hands slid up around his shoulders, and her lips angled against his, and any laughter was lost, lost between their lips, behind the lids of his eyes, in a warm, velvet darkness, where there was nothing but the feel of Sally in his arms, the silk of her hair forming a tangled net around his hands, the velvet of her robe soft and supple beneath his fingers. Sally fit against him, as though she had always belonged there, the lithe line of her body molding itself to his, her long skirts tangling around his legs, the lace ruffles on her sleeves tickling the back of his neck. She smelled of fresh soap and lilacs and the fresh green buds on trees in spring, or at least that was the image that came to Lucian's mind, a garden in its first bloom, dappled in sunlight. Botany is everywhere. You guys. Okay. So then Hal barfs and they break apart. Yeah. So that sucks. Yeah. And they're both like, oh, God, what did we just do? And she's like, oh, no. And he's like, that was a mistake. It won't ever happen again. And she's like, oh, God. But they also say another line about it being a convincing betrothal, like that they just did it to make it even more convincing, even though they know that's just like a little funny joke. But like, it's also kind of sad because they're not really betrothed. But it's you okay. Guys, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I hope it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to so be fine. She basically runs back to her room via the secret passages. She's like, mm-hmm. ah, I got to go. Okay, bye. And he's like, oh, my God, I fucked this up so royally that she's so afraid of me that she feels like she has to run from me. This is not okay. Right. So she gets back to her room and she's like panting and she can't believe what just happened. Wait. Yeah, what? But isn't it right then before she runs off that he's he actually says something to the effect of like they're like this is we're making a convincing false betrothal and he says something like unless you want it to be more than that and she says no oh i don't remember that that's what it 100 happens it's either here or oh. upstairs with the pistol thing but he he puts it on the line a little bit and she says well of course not and then that's when she runs off. And then he's like, oh, my God, I've just molested her. Like, she's oh, clearly yeah. not on the same page as me. Oh, <sighs> poor guy. Okay. Yeah. 
So then he comes to her room and she, he knocks and she's like, she's startled, but she's also really excited because maybe he's he's here to like ravish her and she's stoked about it. But then he just like hands her a pistol and tells her to lock the door and then leaves. And she's like, oh, he just fucks off like that. He just like embraces me in an intimate way five minutes ago. And then like nothing right. happened afterwards. So nobody sleeps well. She's pretty upset about it, about the fact that he didn't kiss her again not about the kiss right i mean i thought that it might be on and it wasn't it was i I know i was so excited about it being on and then it was never on so then like she talks to mrs gwendifred in the morning (laughs) and she doesn't see like the the old lady doesn't seem super convinced or like she doesn't seem worried about spies at all and sally's like what's going on like what can we do and She's like, I'm just finishing the next chapter of my book and like you can go hang out with your stoat or whatever. And it's a whole thing. So then she seeks him out. Right. And you guys, tensions are running high. Okay. Nobody slept high. very well the night before. Both of them are very confused <sighs> about what happened. Both of them are very sexually Everybody's frustrated. about the kiss and what it meant. Yes. <sighs> Everybody thinks that the other person was not into the kiss when each of them were very firmly into the kiss. Very into the kiss. And so you guys... They get in a fight. Mm -hmm. They get in a fight and it's bad. She's like, you're acting like you're a goddamn visitor here. And I think that the reason you stayed away for so long is because being the Duke scares you silly. And he comes back with, you're meddlesome and you don't think before you charge in and you're like a puppy. He says the words, you're like a puppy, you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How dare you, Uh sir? And that she's like bogged him down with all her unasked oh, for unsolicited gosh. help. And yeah. that like, he's like, do you think I like being caught up in all these schemes and plans of yours? Like I could have oh. handled this myself. And instead I'm here acting like I'm engaged to you and I don't want to be. And it's like, yeah, she's like, oh my God, I didn't know that you thought me so foolish this whole time. Oh, yeah. God, it's so awful. It's horrifying. And meanwhile, you can hear in the back of his head, like, no, that's not like, that's not I what I think at all. Things? Why am I oh, saying God. yes? Ugh. So then, <laughs> that's how he it is felt. too. That's he how it felt too. to be in his head, though. Yeah. Was like, why is I saying these things? I oh don't even God, need right? them, but I'm just PMSing. I know it, but I have to double down now. But I have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to keep going. I don't know why. Uh huh. So she flees, and she's gonna go cry somewhere because she doesn't want to cry in front of him and he's like i need to go track her down right now but then the butler stops because he can tell the butler has heard everything and the butler has been charmed by her the butler is team sally all the way yes the butler is like not having it and so he like steps in front of him a couple of times to stop Uh him from going after her and he's like sir henry wants you in the study with the candlestick so please go there do you feel like for a little bit that it might be the butler though like, was there a moment? Not not ever, no. Oh, really? In this moment, no. when he stepped in front of him, I was kind of like, oh. what? The stone-loving <laughs> butler? Oh. <laughs> <Anyway>. Okay. <laughs> so then he goes to Hal's office, and Uncle Hal is like, I just had Henry, a really... Uncle Henry. Cousin Hal. Thank you. Uncle Henry. Thank you. So I just had a really concernicus meeting with... I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Check out Alaska um, right now. <laughs> 
So I just had a really concernicus meeting with that worthless magistrate, and he thinks that it's you because of your bloodlust and the curse and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Lucian's like, for fuck's sake, I don't know what's going on. Like, this is ridiculous. And then he tells Mm -hmm. him about Hal being the benefactor Mm -hmm. of the murdered lady. Right. And Henry's very concernicus about this. This is his son. Yeah. He's like, why don't you let me tell the magistrate? Because we have a relationship and, like, anything that comes from you is going to be tainted. And Lucian's like, yes, my plan is to absolutely protect Hal as much as I possibly can. This is my priority right now. Mm-hmm. Which, bing, boom, bong. Go to the <sighs> cops. Don't protect your relatives. Go to the cops. Go to the cops. Yeah, go, go to, to the, the cops, cops. I know it works guys. out for these guys, but, like, don't keep it in the family when yeah. you're relative has murdered somebody that's not something to keep in the family and guess what bing boom bong you're going to jail too yeah hope you like it in jail for obstruction of justice yeah because that's also jail a jail thing go to the cops yeah don't do your own investigation just turn it over to the cops you're not nancy drew it's not england times anymore okay it's not a bumbling magistrate with his little notebook who might be framing you for murder maybe okay that's right there's like chain of evidence and stuff that needs to be thought about yeah there's things okay all right fruit from the poisonous tree you guys stop being nancy drew poisonous trees (laughs) (laughs) all i'm saying is like it concerned me when lucian because you know how i love lucian and he's my type i know yeah when he was like we're not going to go to the authorities. We're just going to keep this in the family. I think it hurt you in the soul. And maybe no justice, the bad kind for Hal. I was like, what? He murdered a lady. I know. I was very concerned by this decision of Lucian's, but that's okay. It's fleeting. <laughs> I agree. Right. I agree. Um, so then Henry's like, also, Aunt Winifred wanted your party to also be a betrothal ball for Hal and Clarissa. So there's yeah. that. And Lucian's yeah. like, ugh, for fuck's sake. And we know Clarissa does not want to be married yeah. to her cousin Hal. Neither does Hal. Yeah. Hal wants to be boning up on actresses. Yeah. Yeah. So now these are where my notes end. Oh, because we're back with Eloise and Calvin. No! They're going are to we? a Halloween party. <laughs> oh, and no. let me tell you, I skipped the Nothing chapter happens. until yes. the last line when Colin tells Eloise that he's leaving Sedgwick Hall and coming yeah. to Boston or something. So yeah. that's why he was weirdo. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All He's, right. He wants to move in with her. Neato. Bye. Now we're at the okay. masquerade ball. Masquerade ball. Masquerade. And on I feel Hallow's that my hard limit of masquerade masks has been misunderstood yeah. by the it listener. It has been. And I yeah. just want to make it clear. And I went back to listen to Echo Schmur. No. You were clear about to it. To make sure I was clear in the first place. And I was very it's clear. It's been bastardized. Yeah. A masquerade mask in an appropriate time and place is fine. When you take that masquerade mask and you wear it to breakfast or <laughs> sex or yeah, in the bedroom, um, the a office, bath. How do you feel about it? In or the when a masquerade mask appears in a place where it is not supposed to be. <laughs> that is my problem with masquerade masks. And the, That's right. the only place where they're supposed to be is a masquerade ball mm-hmm. or Mardi Gras. Some kind of a festival. And that ah. is it. Bing, bong, bong. Yeah. The end. Reson- Renaissance fair. The end. Done. Masquerade Maybe mask. someday we can have a masquerade, an HB masquerade ball at one of our <laughs> meetups. 
Oh my god! <laughs> then, Can you imagine we just the number won't... of gold masquerade masks that would haunt me at that? I can, in and fact. be at breakfast the next day. I can, in fact. <laughs> Can you imagine walking in on somebody who's wearing a masquerade mask in a bathtub? And like eating a pizza, mm. that's like maybe my hardest limit. Whoa, pizza <laughs> mask, great mask, huh? Yeah, hate hey, mask, great mask. Anyway, so this is a it's very not somebody looking up from between your legs as they go down from you oh, all. No, it's the lacerating pain mask. of the edges of that mask cutting <laughs> into my inner thighs. It's Ugh. true. That's that's what's gonna happen as they quote feast. Like oh, Camelin no. did on Feyre. <laughs> 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 anyway, all right. <laughs> so this is an appropriate masquerade ball. Man, if only I could have had a masquerade ball to announce my betrothal. Oh, can you imagine on All Hallows Eve? Ugh. Oh my gosh, it's such a witchy, wonderful thing to do. Yes. So okay. She is so basically, up as the Huntress Artemis. Artemis. There you go. I almost mm-hmm. said Demeter. And all of her friends are, like, trying to buck her up a little bit because everyone knows that they had a fight. And she's like, you guys, it doesn't matter anyway because we were going to call off the engagement at this party anyway. So, like, it doesn't even matter. So, like, it's fine. Yeah, And they're all like, fine. okay, honey, okay. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. She's like, do I meddle in, like, help people who don't want to be helped? And do I stick my nose into other people's <laughs> business? And all her friends are like... <laughs> Kind of, but, but that's, that's also okay, why we Sally. love you. We really like your advice and your help, and you're mm-hmm. sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. And she's like, "No, she's very <laughs> sad and upset." Poor thing. But and then, then, meanwhile, what's his name is trying to find her like crazy because he wants to apologize and make it right and ask her to be his forever. Uh huh. Solution finds her. Yeah, she's talking with her friends, and okay, Lucian. From here on out is yeah. smolder time all the time. <laughs> he's now in love and in love oh, yeah. Lucian is the one love. that you want. So he finds her and they have like a very cordial conversation in front of her friends. Yes. And he's very like nice to her and like you look beautiful this evening and all that. And then her friends fuck oh. off. And then she's like, you don't need to be nice to me for the benefit of them. Like, we're fighting clearly. Like, Well, and they know it's a sham to begin with. Exactly. Like, you don't need to be nice to me. And he's like, I'm not being nice to you for them. I'm being nice to you because I want to be nice to you. I want to be. And she's just very like, okay, well, is there something you wanted or needed? Like, why did you come over here? And he's like, you. Yeah. I wanted you. I came Which here for you. Happens in every fucking book and in every fucking oh. book. I like it. And then he's like, We have to open the dancing because it's our betrothal ball. And she's like, yeah. Oh, right. Yes, of course. I'm a debutante. I know these things. So then they do this dance and it's just like he's trying to grovel the whole time. He is. But he's like, Oh, oh these England time dances where you're only like there for three seconds and then you're away and then you're back for three seconds and then away. I love it because it's a, a callback from the first dance with Clarissa at mm-hmm. the at the beginning of the book. It's so good. Yes. And I love the difference between them because in the first dance, Clarissa is talking about how their parents like murdered each other and like it was mm-hmm. awful and like keeping this plastic smile on her face. And in this one, he's trying to make up for his monumental fuck up. He's yeah. trying to do a grovel, oh, but he can't go down on his knees in the middle a of a quadrille. Grovel. It's like, oh. uh, I love his grovel. He makes good grovel. <laughs> and there's this beautiful line where she says, I'm sure you're counting down the minutes, meaning the minutes until 
we they can break up we can break up and he said i am counting down the minutes but not in the way that you mean no. because he's savoring all the last minutes that he has with her <gasps> because of how much he loves her and they've also in the meantime since they had their fight realized how right each of them was about yeah. them i mean maybe not in the way that it was said meanly Correct. but he's realized that like he did spend all this time in New Orleans and the West Indies, and it it wasn't for the benefit of his parents. He wasn't living his life, and he was shirking yeah. his responsibilities, and all these things that she said about him were true. And being the Duke is terrifying, because he doesn't think he deserves it, because he thinks that like he should have gotten to his parents' bodies faster. He thinks mm-hmm. that he doesn't Ugh. deserve it, because he didn't... He didn't- honor them in life like oh god it's so bad and she's like i know i'm a meddling slore but listen, everybody <laughs> likes it i'm helpful <laughs> but maybe i need to check myself every once in a while like now she's a self-aware meddling slore which makes it better yes and he realizes what a beautiful wonderful <laughs> good duchess she would be a oh, better he duchess wants than her his to mother duchess. was because she would take yeah. care of all the people that are like and the, the houses there and like give them soup there's a lot about soup it doesn't matter that they're just <sighs> perfect for each other then they get done yeah. with the dance and he's like is there a place where we could talk alone Come with me yeah uh, then they go to a motherfucking tropical greenhouse tropical greenhouse you guys of his mother's plants who is beautiful these flowers who is keeping these tropical plants alive in england is apparently what she know. trained the servants well Jeez. <sighs> And then so, he's like, he's still doing a big grovel at her. And God. she's just walking around the plants and just like plucking things and just like being yeah. very aloof. And then I think he, like, that's when they up notice. on her. I think they noticed well, before. That yeah, there's the manzanilla. A manzanilla, is which is the apple, the cursed apple that killed the his death mother. apple. Murder is apple. There, and it's the very manzanilla tree that the manzanilla came from that killed his mother and he had thought that it was now no longer destroyed but it's still there and then he's like they're so rare and this is probably the only one in england and then he's like wait there's probably another one somewhere in england i'm sure and then they're like oh no it's got to be somebody in this family yeah so like this is means you guys motive means opportunity you guys this is means and opportunity you're so good at crime so thank you. There, the box, the snuff box that was on the corpse, also came from this castle estate. Like it has to That's be somebody right. who lives here. So it is Hal. It's definitely it's Hal. Be Hal. He was trying <sighs> to get rid of the mistress who wouldn't fuck him, and <laughs> he's trying to frame up what's his name that we love Lucian so that he can be the Duke someday. And it's terrible. So they're like, "Oh my God, what are we gonna do? First, we should smooch." I, First, we should. I'm smooch. sorry. I want to know what leads to the smooch because I forgot, and I just, I really want to know. Okay, fair. Oh yeah. So they're talking about like he's going through the whole history of like you know you appeared in my garden and you did this and you did uh, that. You were infuriating and like you were in the garden and like it's just so good. They're going back through all the stuff. Yeah. And she says something like, "You should have taken your leave of me at the time" or something like that. And he's like. But I didn't know you then. Right. And she's like, oh, and you do now? And he says, oh, yes. And she can feel his breath soft (gasps) against her lips. And he said, if I had known then in the garden what I know now. And she's like, then what would you have done? And he's like this. And then he's just fucking on it. 
And then that's the end of the chapter. And then it goes to his perspective. In the next chapter, it says he kissed her because she looked so damn kissable in the low light of the braziers. I don't. Of the braziers. Braziers. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) He kissed her because he couldn't help kissing her. He kissed her because Uh, it was easier than trying to tell her all the confused thoughts that were bumping around in his head, all of which began with stay and ended frighteningly and dangerously with love. He didn't want to think of love. Love was terrifying. Love made you vulnerable. Love hurt. So he kissed her instead, long and hard and desperately, with all the feelings he didn't have, the words to express, his hands spreading across the warm silk of her back, her curls tickling his cheek and neck. You are so lovely, Lucian said tenderly, inside and out. And they make out for fucking ever. And it's so good. Good. I have chills right now. Ugh, but he doesn't I get have chills. From, yeah, from my shitty reading of it. Like, you guys, read it. <laughs> read it yourself. And they get interrupted. But they get interrupted before he's, like, able to be like, I love you, be my wife. You know, like, that's what yes. he wanted to end this speech with. And he couldn't do it. He kissed her. He smooched her too early. And then uh. it's Sherry, his the Sherry tutor. has come Sherry the to tutor, the place. Who, like, I guess like took a train or something from England <laughs> times. He, like, other England, he took like London four times. different horses. Yeah, it got all these Jesus. horses. Like got to the ball and was like, where is he? And even though no one knew where they were, was like greenhouse. Or maybe he just checked the greenhouse. I was very confused by Sherry it was showing up in this moment. Yeah. But he's like, anyway, hey, Lucian, I thought you know this. I yeah. cleaned out dead actresses room. The one that you yeah. guys were in that time. And yeah. and don't worry. When he mentions that, uh, Lucian thinks about that time and all the things that he yeah, thought he about her in that time. Yeah, he it's does. like a double thought, thought-ception. It's fantasy-ception. And <laughs> he's like, I cleaned out that room and there was a note in there. Now, I don't even remember what it said, but it was. it's like definitely from the killer. It's in the same paper, paper and it's in the same handwriting. Scratchy letters. Oh, it's like, uh, hey, meet me at this party. I have something for yeah. you on the balcony. And then all at once, Lucian realizes that's not Hal's handwriting. Yes. And so all of these notes that have been left, oh, it's not oh, Hal. And Sally has fucked off back to the ballroom. Sally's like, we know yeah. it's Hal. Hal won't do anything to me at this party. I'm fine. Well, and really, I'm going to go. He wants to keep her there because whenever Sherry yeah. fucks off, he wants to tell her that he loves yeah. her before she goes back to the ball and calls off the engagement, which is the plan. Yeah. And so he's like, no, 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 don't leave uh, because of murderers. Right. Because of the murderer. And she's like, the murderer is Hal. Hal goes to yeah. school with my brother. Hal's not going to murder me. I promise. Right. Like, regardless of how many notes he leaves about it, Hal's not a threat to me. And he lets her go. He can't think of any other excuses that will do the uh, job because he won't just say, "I love you. I want you to be my wife" in front of Sherry well, and like a Sherry. It, you know, I wouldn't have either time That's and place or whatever. But time. still, I mean, he could have been like, "I have something to ask you about yeah. after Sherry." She would have just like, been like, "Ask me in the ballroom. You're being weird." I so know. she goes back to the ballroom. And then she gets waylaid by the stupid magistrate who's good for nothing and worthless. Because and he's like, learned. come to this place with me. Yeah, it's yeah. not Hal. So she's in these like corridors and the secret passages and stuff. Yeah. And then you guys. The dark hallways, you guys. Ms. Lauren Willie is doing doing a writing on this magistrate. An intrigue. He's got a, he, she's doing a big intrigue. He's got I know. eyes that are flickering red in the night. He's got <sighs> a hood. 
He's got a skeletal hand all of a sudden. He does. He's making a big villain play right now. Yes. Sneaking her off to some room for like a surreptitious interview. To some undisclosed location. Do not go to a second location, Sally. Don't ever go to a second location. Do whatever Never. you need to do. So she's like, does this really need to happen right now? And he's like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I guarantee you it must happen now. <laughs> and so she goes off to this room with him. And it's like very she Because she thinks to himself, she thinks to herself, I'm dressed as Artemis. I've got this costume bow and arrow. Yes. Sally. Sally. She also you are not invincible. has that stoat stashed she does. in a quiver. That beautiful stone um, just snurfling back there. So in the moment she puts on this costume for this big ball, you know Stoad is going to save the day. Like there's oh, no yeah. situation under which Stoad is not going to be <laughs> instrumental in the life saving process. Yeah. So she goes back with this magistrate who 100% is all evil, head to toe evil now because yeah. his eyes literally glowed red, Lauren. <laughs> then we're back in the ballroom. Duke yeah. of Sexydom. What's his name? Lucian. Yes. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's Duke of Sexydom. In a year when we do these awards, we must remember <laughs> Lucian the Duke. Okay. So he's he's going all around the ballroom being like, has anyone seen Sally, my betrothed? And everybody's and like. turn up is like, I saw her about five minutes ago. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like going around. Fucking and then somebody up. brings him up one of those silvery trays. Remember the silver trays? Yes. God, England, you guys. And a just, footman in a library. Like, a livery. This is so England. Just hand a note. <laughs> a regular uh, silver tray. There's a note with the cream paper in the same spidery writing. And it says, your bride awaits you in the Schmurfer. In the Folly Temple. Folly. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. It has a pillar. I, listen. And it is I'm the place where he found. I'm thinking it's a gazebo on a hill. That's what I That's always what thought. Like the one where they almost smooch in in Pride and Prejudice, good version. That's the one. We just made yeah. enemies. We just lost. We did. We ah, did. Uh -oh. Conservatively, a thousand Actually, listeners. wait. I love every version of Pride and, Pride and Prejudice. So like, I don't. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying that like you're the one who just pissed people off. Keep it snappy. I keep it not. two hours. Keep it, <laughs> keep it manageable. No, give me the six hour manifesto. Okay. Oof. Yeah, like one of Birth those. me right up. Where, where Kira Knightley yes. does her chin. <laughs> Oh, she yeah. She puts that oh. chin up. And, like, maybe she's yeah, going to she smooch, does. but maybe she's going to bite. And you don't know. Maybe she's going to bite. <laughs> so, like, one of those. There's a pillar there. And that's where he found his parents dead. Yes. And he's the, they're like the bride she awaits you. But meanwhile, yes. she's not there. She's, she's not in there, the room you guys. with murder magistrate. And he is telling her all about how Lucian is an actual vampire, how he's been literally locked Chained. in a dungeon for the past 15 Madness. years because of the bloodlust. And she's like, where are you getting this ridiculous information? And basically it comes out that Uncle Henry is the one yes. that has been telling him all of this has ridiculous been feeding information. feeding him all of this crazy information for years. Years, you guys. Years. And it, the magistrate, the evil magistrate, is really doing a big concern on Sally and just yes. trying to get her not to marry him because he's he's like, don't you understand how crazy he is? Haven't you noticed yet that he's mad? So good job, Lauren. We thought it was an intrigue. We, Turns out it was a concern. His eyes were glowing red with genuine concern for Sally, as it turns <laughs> out. Right. So now, Sally. So then she's like, I have to go find my Duke because now I know he doesn't know that Uncle Henry's the one behind everything. Right. Fuck balls. 
So she runs back to the ball and she's like, where is Henry? Where, where is, is Henry? She's literally saying, oh, not where Henry. is yeah. my Duke? Where is yeah, my where's Duke? Where's my Duke, you guys? Beautiful. Because they're like, he got a note and he fucked off. And I don't remember how he she murmured finds out. something about Schmurfers and he walked off. Like whatever the <laughs> thing is that called, the folly. The folly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so whatever she's like, oh called. my God, I got a jet there. Yeah. So she starts a run in her she's Artemis run. toga. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Clip to Lucian and Henry. There's oh my God. black draperies. There's a banquet. And yeah. And black draperies. Foods. And the draperies are swooshing around yeah, and he's all over the place. they're playing the eyeball tricks on him. And he's like, Is she gonna be dead? Here right. can you imagine being Lucian? Oh god. Having found that dead girl, like laid yeah. up on a marble slab, theatrically posed, and then having also yeah. found your parents in the same spot and knowing the same murderer is going around oh. murdering ladies and walking up there not knowing if she's gonna not be knowing. dead. You guys. He just found out he loves her. Yeah. Like, he, he like. Oh, God. I, I love how we're like amazed by this. You guys. <laughs> this, is, this is for all the assholes out there that say romance is formulaic and it's not exciting. Yeah. You can read this book 15 times and still make your heart go pitter pat as he's yes. walking up to that Schmurfer OMG. where he found his parents by the pillar. It's true. So then Henry. out of the fucking mist, Henry comes out and he's like, why don't you have a glass of champagne? Your bride will be along soon. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Henry, Henry, you're this, being a Henry? weirdo. You're being weird. Yeah. And he's like, well, I planned for you this surprise banquet outside of the ball because of how the aunt was kind they of making the are. ball about Hal and yeah. uh, the sister. And so, like, I thought it would be nice for you guys to have, like, a little romance spot out here at the Schmurfer. And it doesn't check it out. It doesn't check out because like uh Lucian doesn't like the Schmurfer. That's where he found his no. parents instead. Yeah. Why would he want to have a banquet there? And also, Uncle Henry, you have literally never offered me a glass of champagne before. Also, what is this? Who even? Made these foods. Like was the yeah. butler down with this situation? They had to carry <laughs> these tables out. All Jesus. the way to the gazebo schmurfer. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not drinking the champagne. And he's like, you are going to drink the champagne. And he's like, I'm not going to drink the champagne. He's, he's like, like I'm going to wait for Sally so that I yeah. don't ruin the surprise by digging into this beautiful meal. Thank you, Henry. But inside right. his head, he's like, Henry's the murderer. Henry's the guy. Because he's always been very nice to him. And he's the only one who's like, uh, he's the only one that, that Lucian thought he was on good terms with. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it's so sad. So then, Sally out of the then mist. comes out of the mist. Fake bow strung. Don't drink the champagne. It's <laughs> yeah. poison. And like Lucian's kind of <gasps> like, On that know. note. What's up? I'm really sorry. I got to do a tangent real quick. I want to note it for the record. We this book is in the middle. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. I don't want to forget. This book is also a smattering French. And we knew what was going on the whole fucking time. So I just wanted to say that out loud. Okay. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So she comes out of the mist. Fake bow strong. Yeah. She's ready to fuck Uncle Henry up. Then he's like, I'm not gonna drink this thing. And Henry's like, everybody's fucking drinking the thing. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? Fine. I also brought me a pistol. A gun. And so then he's like, don't worry. It'll be even better with like all the blood all oh, wait, over the place. We forgot what? that oh, on no. her way <laughs> to get to yeah. Lucian... She sees uh -huh. the sister and her other betrothed. So the uncle also oh, ruined. Nobody cares. But oh, it's so God. funny. It's so funny. The it uncle really ruined funny. their engagement with the rumors of 
Yes. You know, like that. Because they was, want because, her to marry yeah, his son. He wanted son. her to marry Hal. So Sally, like, has to interrupt them being like, I've always loved you. I've loved you forever. I didn't believe those rumors at all. <laughs> what I heard was that you didn't want a lowly squire. And she's like, no, no, that's not. And, like, I've Sally's always just wanted like, the lowly squire. Where the fuck is Lucian? Has anyone seen Lucian or Henry? And they're just like, we've loved you. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Get back to that. But, like, I'm doing my love story right now. So, if, like, you could <laughs> pause on this for a sec. It was just so yeah. funny. Okay. So then he's like, I have a pistol on you right now. And then, oh, also, Sally has already called for the cavalry. Yes. She's like, sent a message to Lizzie and uh, um, Mrs. Gwendafred and Agnes and all the rest of the spy catchers. And she's like, you got to meet me in the folly gishmerger. Yeah. So. It's not a schmerger. That's a character sorry, from Ackerberg. It's a flurber. It's a schmerfer. <laughs> all right. Schmerfer. Yeah. Got it. There you go. Control safe. Yeah. I got it. Okay, so she's like, don't you dare. I've got my bow. And so she releases <laughs> the GD arrow and it goes katank in the middle of the yeah, floor because it's in between construction them. paper. It's What'd you do with a Sally? bow? But then she reaches up but for the she... ultimate weapon in her ultimate quiver, weapon. which is an angry stoat. So she tosses this fucking stoat through the air and it lands all claws and teeth on Uncle Henry's face parts. Yeah. Like the movie Airplane or somewhere where a no. rodent lands on a person's face. Yeah, no. <laughs> Why did you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, like the movie Alien. Yeah, maybe. like a face hugger. The face hugger. That's what this stoat is. There you go. I am so good at references. And it saves the day. Yeah, and then the gun like goes off, but then it lands somewhere else. And then all the girls come in and they sit on Uncle Henry. <laughs> and then you guys, it's the climactic, tri- climb triumphant end <laughs> where, <laughs> where Lucian finally, <laughs> finally gets her off into a corner. And he crowds her with his body so that nobody can see her but him. And he's like, I love you and I want to marry you and I want the betrothal to be real and I think you're the best and I want you to meddle in my life for the rest of my life and I really want to smooch you again and I want to do more than that and I want to see your bush through your very thin dress. He does not. That's (laughs) terrible Melody fanfic. (laughs) 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 Who was our fanfic writer in the the immortal (laughs) words of her? Was it Kim L? Yes, Kimberly L. <laughs> uh, then they fucked in a gazebo. <laughs> then they fucked in a gazebo. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they didn't. And then Mrs. Um, Mrs. Gwendafred, the spymaster, is like, "Oh, it's so, it's so pedestrian that it's just a matter of, of inheritance." And then the end. Uh huh. It's over. It was a great story, and I loved it. Except I really wanted to see their genitals. Yeah. That's all. I know. Okay? I'm trying to be nice about it because. Listen, everything else just got me so hot. And then, you know, it was just so good is what I'm saying. It was so good. I'm saying that I wanted the sex because it's so good. There are definitely stories where the opposite is true, where I'm like, the writing's not very good. I don't need this much sex. Mm -hmm. You're just doing jazz hands at me. I can see through this in a second. Yeah. And in this one, I just think that Lauren Willig could like, you know, send out a newsletter or something with a really banging sex scene and everybody would be happy about it. Maybe we have to like pay her a dollars. I will. I will too. Lauren, can we pay you a dollars for it? Will you take my dollar for for a duke of sexydom? I will a vampire pay duke of sexydom. Dollars for I it. will. Oh, yeah. Gosh. 
All right, you guys. I loved it. It was the best. It was a great story. It was spooky too and Halloweeny. Yeah. So I love a tortured man. Uh huh. I love a misunderstood. I love a misunderstood. I love a tortured. I love a maybe murder. I Uh loved how he was like one hundred. He was like ninety nine percent a brood and one percent a laugh. And then like she was the one that made him the laugh. You know, oh. like every time that I they were intimate every time with his each other, mouth tugged up yeah, in the corners, or he was he would was like swallow down a laugh. With her silliness and her like aloofness. Oh, she's so great, so good. So, Aaron, tell me about a lady love that you have. It's very simple, guys. Yeah, I've told you once. I've told you a thousand times. Um, okay, here we go. Don't eat or drink things that are poisonous to you. <laughs> Last night, Karen, your intolerance. Last night, <laughs> I had my basic ladies autumnal fall party. Yes, and I made mold cider, and I have an intolerance, an intolerance, an intolerance to sulfites. And yeah, I made it for the other basic fall ladies. You do a you cider, did. you put it in your crock pot. You do a fresh ginger. You do an orange. You do five yeah. to six cinnamon sticks. You do yes. a little sachet, a little tea thingy, and you put in there some cloves. You put in there some allspice berries. You put it in that <laughs> yeah. crock pot on warm for like all the hours you have. Whatever oh. is the most hours, all of them. Yeah. Then you scoop that out into a mug and you yeah. spike it with some bourbon. Boy, bourbon. is that just the best autumnal treat <laughs> that you can make. And I made it's it. It's also ripe with sulfites. It's so full of sulfites. Because I didn't even <laughs> use, if you do it with fresh cider, it's not going to have sulfites in it. But I didn't. I used the grocery store cider because there wasn't any fresh cider available. Oh, no. And it's not even the refrigerated kind, which means it's really full of sulfites, extra oh, super no. sulfites. And I just wanted it. I wanted it because I was a little drunk. And then I drank it, and then I felt so bad, so bad, so yeah. bad. And I will you poisoned yourself. Yeah, like don't eat the fucking chewy granola bars. Don't eat, <laughs> don't eat shit that is literally poisonous for you. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I know there's somebody out there that's also in my boat that's just like four gummy vitamins. No, <laughs> don't. It's poisonous for you. Go eat a normal bad choice food, not one that's literally, I'm lactose intolerant, but maybe. No, don't. But I really want that whipped cream. Don't. Stop it. Stop it. Put the baked good it's down. It's bad for your body. <laughs> yes. If you're allergic to something or intolerant to something, put it down. It's not worth it. Put it, it down. It seems like yeah. it's going to be, but it's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is why the chewy granola bars are currently locked in the gun safe, <laughs> for which I do not know the code. <laughs> That's right. He was just looking out for you. Okay, Sad. my lady love. <laughs> my lady love. <laughs> my lady love is a little show on Hulu. It's a little show called Letter Kenny, oh, and I knew it, it is huh fucking hilarious. And honestly, it should not work for me because there's like, you know, there's some, it's about these Canadian hicks and there, it's a lot of like the, the making, making sort of fun of toxic masculinity while also participating Mm -hmm. in the toxic masculinity. It's like, uh, like every once in a while they'll call people Sally's 
in a negative way. Mm-hmm. But then there are definitely episodes where they're just like, like gays are totally cool. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just, God, it's so good. And it's so funny. And it's about these, um, these three dude friends and one of the dude's little sister. So it and sounds like just you're going saying on that the characters themselves are not necessarily woke, but the show is. Yes. Okay. Yes. So if, yes. if I that's a really good way if to. I am it. somebody who's gay or transgendered or like gender non-conforming, and I watch it. It's not going to be offensive to me. I, I don't think so. Okay. That that's what I'm just like wondering for people yes. out there listening that may be wondering. That. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. I can't imagine a situation where Melody likes something that is offensive in any uh, way. Well, listen, but. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But like, yeah, my I'm usually antennas on high alert yeah. for that bullshit. But it's like a bunch of puns and a bunch of clever and it is just so funny. So Letter Kenny, it's on Hulu. It is fucking magical. The episodes are super short and the seasons are also pretty short. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like a big commitment at all. And it is just so funny. It's so funny. Can I tell you, do you remember when we got in a huge fight earlier this week? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Remember how we got in... Are we going to talk about that? No, no, no. I just want to tell you this because I didn't tell you before. So remember how we got into that huge fight in the morning? Yeah. At like eight in the morning. (laughs) And then we didn't... We kind of made up, but not really until the next day. So that night... I was on my couch looking for something to watch, <laughs> and I was like, "I wonder." And you looked at Letter Kenny. I wonder, and you were like, "Fuck that!" No, 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 better, 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 because you had told me to watch it, and yeah, and I was like, "I wonder if I watch Letter Kenny and I text Melody <laughs> that she'll forget that she's mad at me because she's so excited about that show." Like I almost did a psychology on you, where if I text you, I'm like, "Oh my god, I just watched Letter Kenny and I loved it," you would have been like, "I." <laughs> want to engage but am mad (laughs) i tried to trick you into forgiving me (laughs) honestly that would have been so welcoming because i spent i spent all of that night being like oh my god i'm the worst friend aaron is gonna break up with me aaron doesn't want to talk to me ever again and i have to find some way to fix it so if you had offered me the letter kenny olive branch i would have tackled it i also just didn't want to watch it though so it's like pretty easy decision because i was a little worried that i was going to send that text and you were going to be like how dare you like how dare you (laughs) think that this can be mended by you watching a canadian tv show for me how dare you treat it with that flippant trivialness oh my god um so i watched more of the office is what i did i will watch it though i promise good choice okay good choice all right. You can find us on all the places. We are on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms. Twitter is at Heaving underscore Bosoms. Our website is HeavingBosomsPodcast.com. Our email is HeavingBosomsPodcast at gmail.com. Our Patreon is Patreon.com forward slash Heaving Bosoms Podcast. We give extra content. We give extra gifts. We give a bunch of extras. So check it out. And... Is that it? I think so. It feels like it. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I failed to mention the happiest place on the internet, which is the closed group, the Heaving Bosoms Podcast Geriatric Friendship Cult. On Facebook. Yes, on Facebook. So 
That's what's up. And please tune in to our sister podcast, Ask a Badass, because you have to, because it's on yeah. this channel. <laughs> yeah. Ask a Badass is so cool. And if you hit subscribe, it will automatically go into your feed, just like the regular episodes. Yeah. So, all right, everybody. Have a wonderful week. And keep being a badass. And love yourself. As much as you love getting fucked real good in a schmurfer. <laughs> yeah, kind of get that gazebo, fanfic. Do that fanfic. It's got a filler. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Love you. Love you Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.